Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas? Alicia, let's uh, let's workshop that. Uh, you're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. Happy hump day, my friends. Hump day is sort of gross when you think about what it's saying. I mean, I get it. It's the middle of the week. But anyway, it's Wednesday. It is Q&A wedding week. We are celebrating your questions all week, every day. I'm so happy to be sharing this with you and smashing through your wonderful questions and hopefully providing you some sane answers or at least some answers that are perhaps a little bit out of the, uh, well, I was going out of the bag. That's not even correct terminology. A little bit lateral thinking. I like to really put myself in the position of being your friend and hopefully being the friend that doesn't have any baggage or have any pre-existing sort of dramas with you or a family member who always has an opinion, etc., etc. I like to be able to be someone that's not connected to you but hopefully can see eye to eye on a friendship level with you. And I don't always expect you to agree with what I'm saying. You might listen to my answers and go, push off, Alicia, that's rubbish. And I'm totally cool with that because that's what you can do with friends hopefully. Lots to get through today, so I'm going to jump straight into it. And uh, I would like to start with a little voice message from Kayla. And before I mention, before I play Kayla's message, I would like to thank you, Kayla, for your wonderful donation. I'm so grateful for the time that you took and the generosity of your donation. She went to my website, savethedatepodcast.com. I always say that very quickly save the date podcast.com and uh, she pushed the little PayPal button and sent me a little monetary gift and I'm very grateful for that because as I've mentioned before podcasting although is free to you guys to download which it always will be free I'm hoping that iTunes don't change the rules but I think they would be crazy not to uh, to change them so it's free to download and it always will be but there are some costs in running the podcast and granted lately I've been getting a few sponsors I'm hoping with all my might to secure some regular sponsorships which would be amazing and also great to be able to offer you uh, really good companies to work with and vendors that might be helpful for you that are reflective of the ethos of the podcast. I'm very aware and I get approached all the time by companies who, yes, it would be nice to take their money, but also I feel like we've developed a really good relationship and like a friend, I would hate to be trying to, I don't know, push you into doing something, buying something, listening to an ad or whatever of a product that I don't have any respect or value for and therefore I don't see why I would then be giving it to you and making you listen to that. So yes, I'm a little picky with who can sponsor the show, but I I would rather be picky and respect you uh, as a listener, my dear bride chiller and groom chiller, than just accept any old shit and uh, maybe lose listeners because of that. So that's, that's why I ask for donations or for you to purchase a tote a mug, a tea, as well as, you know, the merchandise is great. When you share a photo, people see the bride chiller thing and uh, they might go, well, it's a bride chiller. I would like to be a bride chiller. So it's really nice to have a little bit of viral advertising and marketing for me, but also really the expenses of, um, you know, I've got a lovely VA, Jess, a virtual assistant, who is helping me so much get my shit in gear. She 
is creating spreadsheets and helping me respond to things because I also have a day job. So it's really great to be able to, you know, pay her part-time wage in helping me and also uh, just some of the other boring expenses that come from running a business. There it is, Kayla. Gosh, sorry about that long explanation. (gasps) Thank you. Now let's get to your question. Hi, Alicia. This is Kayla, or as you might know me on Twitter, at ThatQuirkyKayla. I'm calling today with a question about wedding registries. My fiancé and I both have lived on our own for a while and therefore have a lot of the essentials um, for the kitchen and for the home. However, uh, we do hope to do entertaining in the future and we do want to start our new life together with some grown-up style upgrades so that we are not living in essentially a combined bachelor-bachelorette pad. I love this point that this time in your life is the time, especially, and I don't know where Kayla's going with this, but I'm just going to say this now, especially when you are coming together And even if you've been living together, I know when Rich and I got together, we bought all our uh, stuff from our share houses and I was living alone and Rich had been living in another country and we sort of accumulated all of this stuff that wasn't necessarily, I don't know, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't classy and it wasn't matching. I don't think we had anything matching, which doesn't really mean a lot to me, but also you want to be house proud. And when you first get hitched, and you maybe buy a house or we just moved into a new flat and went, look, let's spend some extra money and get matching things because it would be nice to feel like you're coming home to somewhere that you're really proud of. And I know for the last couple of years, we've been living in a flat that's been nice, but it was furnished and we didn't really, it felt like we were living in some sort of service department and we didn't really have any of us in it. And so this time we have gone out and purchased nice things. So I can see your point, and it's really good to remember some people write and say, we don't really need extra stuff, but maybe taking the time with registries to actually acquire some nice stuff might be a good move. Anyway, carry on, Kayla. We have very carefully gone through what each of us have, um, what we want to upgrade, what we want to just get rid of to simplify, and have carefully curated um a very tight list of things that we are going to be asking for on our registry. As a result, we are very concerned about people going off registry. And while we don't want to seem greedy by um, by going outright and saying that we wish for people to stay on registry because you're not supposed to do that, um, we also want to make sure that we don't end up with things that will be go- that will go to waste or that will be returned or that simply we just won't use. So we're wondering what is a good, um, effective and tasteful way to ask people to stay on registry. Um, again, this is not because we want to uh, because we want to be greedy or that we want to be overly picky, but simply because we want our guests to be able to give us things that we're going to keep and cherish, which is why we've selected quality items um, and have selected things that are most efficient for how we live our lives and how we how we are well, how we cook in the kitchen, etc. So I guess that's my long and rambling question of what, how do you recommend asking people to stay on registry? Um, like I said, we have a very tightly curated list, um, that we will be registering for. And 
our main goal is to be efficient in what we ask for, to not ask for more than we need, and to ask for items that will stay with us for a long time. If you have any suggestions, they would be much appreciated. Thank you. Kayla, thank you for leaving me that voice message. And you know what? On Monday, I I answered a question from Courtney who sort of asked in a similar way um, about, about gift registries and not wanting to accumulate stuff that you don't need. And actually, Kayla, you really explained that well. You did not have, when you say, sorry for long and rambling, I really appreciate the detail that you put into your your question and also the thought process because I think you've sort of answered your own question in the question, meaning that you have really honed in on what you want and why you want it. You are not just going around a department store with one of those guns not a gun, not a bang bang, a little beep beep gun and uh, a scanner is what it's called. You know, I've seen couples walking around, in, this is back in Australia, who were walking around literally just scanning whatever the fuck they wanted without a plan. And what is nice about what you've just said is we have gone through, we realize what we don't want, we do realize what we do want and we want to buy quality. And I know that from my perspective and I know I'm going to put it out there that 100% of people would go, I would rather purchase something, put my hard-earned money into something that I know the person I'm giving a gift to is going to use and appreciate and value rather than going off registry and buying some tat that, as you said, they're either going to put in a cupboard and be really annoyed with that one day they're going to have to deal with it and feel bad because they're not using the item or, as you also said, go back and return it and have to go through the rigmarole of doing that when you just think, oh, what's the point? This is annoying, but it's stupid, this thing sitting in the cupboard. Or receive an item of low value. And I don't mean monetary value. I just mean physical value, useful value, uh, or something that's not good quality. And then you hate it or it falls apart. What I love in your message is saying we would like just a few certain items that are quality that when we use them we will think of you and we'll use them for a long time we want to upgrade so my thoughts is Kayla that you could create a lovely little card I don't know if you're doing an online registry uh, an online website maybe you're using Squarespace or Couple or one of these um, great websites where you can build a quick and easy wedding website and do it all yourself uh, that sounds like a plug it's not, I just think it's great. Um, and then be able to communicate exactly what you said to me, because I think it is really clear. It's not greedy. It's saying exactly what I think your guests need to hear and say, we're coming together. This is a, we really want to buy things that are meaningful and a value to us. And here is what we would really like. We've really thought about this. So I guess I'm not giving you exact wording, but I think the ethos of what you're saying is exactly what you need to be communicating to your guests. I know that they will appreciate. I know that I would appreciate reading that and going, man, that's great. If you want to buy a Le Creuset pot or something, you know, that's sort of an item that I, well, if we had done, we did a honeymoon registry, but if we had done a kitchen registry, I would have bought, which we now have ended up buying, a Le Creuset pot, like a big crock pot, a heavy pot that you can put on the counter and you can put on the, in the oven and all that sort of stuff. I love my KitchenAid. These are big items that you know you would use all the time and that you would get amazing use out of and that if someone had bought something that was 
a quarter of the price that it'd get knocked around for a couple of years and then turfed. So I do think by communicating that to your people, hopefully, well, one, that they would just say, look, it's great that they've provided a great registry. This is easy. We'll buy this item, the end. And if they want to go off registry, well, then I think it's possibly a little rude, but also it means they have to go around and find things and bother with it all. Unless they have something really specific and maybe people will do this and maybe you've just got to wear it. But if you explain and and really really impart some sort of um, opinions on them about why it's important to you, then I don't think that's offensive. And if people go off registry, then I think you just have to deal with that when you do. So that's my answer to you, Kayla. I'm really delighted with the way you've thought this through. And I hope other bride chillers and groom chillers hear that and actually say, you know what, we might need to go back and edit the registry. We don't need a lot of stuff. I always like to think, and this is maybe because we've done some pretty big house moves, country moves over the past, um, I don't know, three years, that when we were packing up our flat in Melbourne, and that's a flat we lived in for five years, we loved that apartment. But by <laughs> like three days before we were due to leave the country, we had to empty the flat and we got rid of all of our furniture. And we basically left with two suitcases and we shipped a meter square, I don't know what that is in Imperial, I don't you know a meter square, come on, we all know what meters are, uh, pallet back to Richard's parents' house to store. And so really we had to get all of our possessions down into this pallet and then also we had to cram as much shit as we could into the suitcases. And what that did to me was really get me to see what items were items that we could not let go of, that we felt really connected with, and this is just physical stuff. When it comes down to it, it's all just stuff. But for us, it was we had a really good scan pan, uh, fry pan that had been, you know, we'd bought it. It was a couple hundred bucks, but we used it a lot, like three times a week. It had been beaten around and it was still as good as it was the day we bought it. That was like an investment piece of cookware. And also, uh, you know, I had my KitchenAid, which I got given for my 30th birthday. It was amazing and I love it and I miss it. But there was a lot of stuff that we had that we were happy to send to the charity shop or the, you know, op shop as we would call it, an opportunity shop in Australia, the secondhand place where people go. We were happy to donate that because we were like, all right, this stuff has had its run with us and we'll set it free. However, I sort of looked at our things and thought, you know what, there was a lot of stuff we owned that I didn't have any emotional connection with or that sincerely I would want to keep for the rest of our marriage, our lives. So I do think when you're looking at a gift registry, don't just go around with the Zappa scanner. Think about what you need. Think about the longevity of stuff and think about quality items. Don't be thinking, going, this is $500. I don't want to put this on my registry. The good thing about registries like Zola and uh, we use Not Another Toaster, there are so many of these registries out there. But People can chip in. If you've got one item that you know you really want and you will use and you will value and keep, then put it on the registry and people can put 50 bucks on it or 100 bucks. They don't have to buy the whole thing for you. So think wisely. Think about about what you value and think about what you're going to use, not just about landfill. Because trust me, that's where half of this shit goes and it's pretty depressing. There it is, Kayla. Thank you so much for your lovely message. There'll be more wedding Q&A after this. Cody has sent me an email via savethedatepodcast.com. She says, Alicia, I am so excited to be writing to you. I know you don't know me yet. 
but I want to say thank you so much for starting the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Oh, my pleasure, Cody. I can only begin to tell you how much your podcast has changed my life. Lucky you. (laughs) She's written that. That's delightful. I always wanted an outdoor wedding by the water. Unfortunately, living in the Pacific Northwest means there are only two to three dry months per year. So my ideal venue required a summer wedding. After getting engaged six months ago, I decided to go for it and plan my wedding with less than a year until the big day. Ooh, that's a bold move. I'm sure this has been done before, but apparently (laughs) I'm not so great at it. Hey, settle down. I started planning almost immediately, literally, like on our car ride back from the beach where Sean proposed. You are hilarious, Cody. Big mistake. I should have listened to your podcast from the beginning and I could have saved myself, my fiance and our families from lots of stress and tears. I'll spare you the details, but it got capital B-A-D. And then she's on a little sad face, a sad face emoji. These days, I'm already feeling much better and much more like a hashtag bride chiller. Oh, I love when you use my brand in your emails. I've only been listening for a week. Oh my God, Cody, crikey. Um, listening to the podcast has made me realize that I don't need to stress out. Something I'm really good at about every little detail because not every wedding has to be the same or even follow the same rules. Our wedding should be about us, and that is all that matters. Oh, amen. Let's hear it. I first picked your podcast because this is what I love about Cody's email, because it's the only wedding podcast labeled explicit. And yes, it is. Given my experiences, I found that wedding planning and profanity often go hand in hand. That's very funny, Cody, because I hadn't really thought of it that way, but you are 100% right. I mean... Look, there are lots of other podcasts. Can I just, just cut in on myself here? Uh, someone wrote to me and went, are you worried? There's lots of other wedding podcasts popping up. And I say, good, good luck to them. Have a nice time. Listen to other podcasts. I'm not competitive because I know what I do. No one else can do because no one else is me. So I encourage people to be, um, I don't know, making other podcasts. And I mean, there are some that are quite similar. Good luck to them. Don't be bitchy, Alicia. Just keep moving on. I I think it's good to have lots of different options when it comes to information and advice. There we go. She uh, carries on and she says, you've given us great inspiration for a unique wedding. We love your idea about giving books as party favors. We're even going to stamp them with a personalized wedding stamp. So it says our names, the date and the location of the wedding. OMGs, Cody, you've just blown my mind. If you don't know what Cody's talking about, I'm a big lover of books, as I'm sure a lot of you are. And one idea that I think is fabulous is finding secondhand copies of your favorite books and leaving them as wedding favors. Because I think wedding favors, a majority of wedding favors are a waste of time and money. People either eat them when they're drunk or they take them home and don't know how long they have to keep hold of this stuff until they can throw it out. It's one of those things, if you want to cut money and tat from your wedding day, I would say ditch the favors or give something that has meaning to you, which is where I got to this idea of giving a book, because I know when someone gifts me a book, it's something that has affected them, entertained them, has some sort of connection to their lives. And uh, I think that's pretty lovely. So I'm delighted that so many people have written saying that they are going to do this. And to be honest, If you go around secondhand shops and you do your research, 
you can find this stuff also on Amazon. People sell secondhand books all the time. You can get really cheap, wonderful, quirky looking secondhand books and it's pretty nice. And I love the idea of stamping the book so people will always know where it came from. Um, she carries on, if we don't do books as favors, we're going to go bride chiller and not do any favors at all because no one really wants that shit anyway. She's quoted me back to me, which I love. I listened to you with my headphones on at work and you were so funny. I swear I laughed so hard. I snort. <laughs> my coworkers probably think I'm batshit crazy, but I don't care. As a groom chiller once put it, you are fucking hilarious. Well, that's very nice. I've already told all of my friends about you, even the single ones and ones who are already married. They're probably all getting made chiller bags as well as their bridal party gifts. Needless to say, I'm a huge fan. So is Sean, my fiancé, who says after the wedding he wants a wife chiller. Next podcast, question mark? Please do cap up the good work, Cody. Well, Cody, thank you. I think that is a wonderful email. I'm delighted. I know it was very showy, guys. I know it was very praisey. But, you know, you've got to do that stuff. I've got to accept the praise. Because I really enjoy doing this podcast and to read emails like that just makes me very happy and delighted that you are finding value in it. Just like you need to find value in your gift registry items. That's my throwback. I hope you're having a great week. This is Save the Date Wedding Q&A week. I'm doing a show a day for the week. And uh, by the looks of it, I'm not powering through as many questions as I thought I would. So I'm sure Jess, my VA, will be saying you need to do 50 more of these shows to catch up. <laughs> my slowness is your gain. I'm so happy that you are sharing your time with me. And I'm grateful very much for your company. Thank you so much. Until tomorrow's episode, happy days. <laughs>